Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, Victoria's five-day snap lockdown to lift. Ministers meeting this morning to seal the orders, provided there's no surge in case numbers. AstraZeneca rubber-stamped millions of the new coronavirus medical weapons to roll off the conveyor belt by the end of next month. Inquiry requested. WA's gaming authority asks for an investigation into Crown Perth operations during late-night crisis talks. And shocking mix-up, a Sydney funeral home apologises after the bodies of two men were placed in the wrong caskets. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Victorians will have a taste of freedom tonight as the state's brutal five-day lockdown comes to an end. Health authorities will lift the circuit breaker shutdown at midnight unless there's a surge in coronavirus cases. Two new cases were recorded yesterday, close contacts already in isolation linked to the hotel quarantine cluster. If we see a continuation of these sorts of numbers, then I'm certain that the Chief Health Officer and I and other colleagues will be in a position to make some very favourable announcements. It comes as Victoria considers building a new remote facility for returned travellers to isolate in. A delicate operation is underway to transfer dozens of high-risk COVID patients from Melbourne's quarantine hotel to a new facility. More than 31 guests have been forced to evacuate from the Holiday Inn after multiple floors were damaged when a sprinkler malfunctioned. Patients are being transported one by one in buses, a tedious process expected to finish today. They won't be required to restart their 14 days of isolation. Another medical weapon to fight COVID-19 has been approved for use in Australia. The AstraZeneca vaccine is being mass-produced in Melbourne. Millions of doses will be ready to be rolled out by the end of March. Two jabs are needed three months apart to produce an immune response against the virus. Medical journals found the shot creates no severe reactions more than 14 days after the final dose is given. It showed 100% efficacy against severe disease, illness and death. AstraZeneca works against the UK strain of the virus, but almost all vaccines show low effectiveness against the South African strain. New questions have been raised about the handling of an alleged rape at Parliament House, with revelations it was subject to a secret inquiry. Let's go live now to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. There's even more scrutiny on who knew about these allegations and when. 
Good morning, Jody. Yes, the Prime Minister maintains that his office first knew about this only last week and that he personally found out on Monday, nearly two years after Brittany Higgins, who was an advisor to Defence Minister Linda Reynolds, alleges she was raped by a senior Liberal Party colleague, which she reported at the time. Yet new revelations this morning that a parliamentary inquiry has in fact been looking into this for months after a security guard raised concerns about the way it was handled. The possibility that the Department of Parliamentary Services destroyed significant evidence by immediately steam-cleaning the office and softening the language that they used in reporting the incident. So several coalition and Labor senators involved in this inquiry have known about these allegations. The Prime Minister conceding the way it was handled was not OK. I unreservedly apologise to Brittany Higgins. More could and should have been done to support her. Does the Prime Minister have confidence in his Defence Minister? Yes, I do, Mr Speaker. Now, Scott Morrison has set up two reviews to look into Parliament House's workplace culture to better protect staff and ensure that these complaints, the allegations of this nature, are handled appropriately. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. Outspoken Liberal backbencher Craig Kelly has been banned from Facebook for a week for posting misinformation about COVID-19. The MP claimed a malaria medication and drug used to treat parasite infections could be used to stop the virus. He also declared masks are useless for children. Kelly has been publicly smacked down by the Prime Minister before for going against the government's medical advice. Western Australia's Gaming and Wagering Commission held a crisis meeting overnight following the damning report into how Crown has been run. The panel is requesting an independent inquiry into Crown Perth operations to determine if the casino should hold a licence. The Bergen report deemed Sydney's Barangaroo Casino unsuitable to hold a gaming licence, finding evidence of money laundering and organised crime. A Sydney funeral home has apologised after a shocking mix-up which saw the bodies of two elderly men placed in the wrong caskets. The family of Angelo Nicolopoulos made the discovery during his funeral. My daughter said, Mum, not my father, this one. Another man. No terrible things happened. I expressed my most sincerest apologies. I wish I could turn it back for the families I can't. I understand the trauma it's caused. The funeral director has offered a refund to both families but says he knows it doesn't make up for the mistake. A Queensland police officer is recovering in hospital after being stabbed at a Cairns shopping centre. The special squad officer was struck after arguing with a man he knew. Police are not yet sure of the motive. Whether he was under the influence of anything whatsoever, it's too early in the investigation. A 22-year-old was arrested at a nearby hotel and is expected to be charged. An 11-year-old boy is lucky to be alive after falling from the roof of a five-storey apartment block in Sydney overnight. Paramedics rushed to Waterloo, finding the child on the ground. He was taken to hospital and treated for multiple leg fractures. Police are investigating the incident. Thankfully, the boy didn't suffer any other injuries. Fire has ravaged a Western Sydney home with residents forced to jump a fence to avoid flames. The single-storey Westmead home went up at around 10 o'clock last night. Those in the main house managed to get outside, but those in a granny flat at the rear of the property had to climb a fence to escape. The home suffered extensive damage with an investigation underway. 
The final hours of Ivan Milat's life have been revealed as the serial killer succumbed to cancer in a prison hospital. The man who murdered seven backpackers was 74 when he passed away 16 months ago. He was afforded mercy when he gave his victims none, devoid of any loved ones. He asked for medication to assist with anxiety and pain relief. Hours later, Malat was seen to be not breathing and nurses found no heartbeat. I'm just tapping you because I don't know if you're asleep or awake. Malat was 25 years into seven life sentences for killing seven backpackers. An indication of serious health issues came in October 2018 when Malat had trouble swallowing. Three months later, he refused specialist treatment in Sydney, soon after he suffered weight loss, throat pain and reflux. In May, he was transferred to Prince of Wales Hospital for tests and was diagnosed with esophageal cancer, which had spread to his stomach. Chemo and radiation followed. Nearing the end of his life, he signed a form stating he did not wish to be resuscitated. In October 2019, he died in jail. Cancer riddled his bones. He had lung tumours and heart disease. Ivan Malat's family is satisfied with the treatment he received. What they not happy about being informed of his death through the media. Correctives has since changed its policy to ensure next of kin is told first. The family chose not to attend, the coroner offering them his sincere and respectful condolences for their loss. For a man who took so much from so many. Leonie Ryan, 7 News. New technology is stopping hundreds of thousands of scam phone calls from annoying Australians every day. It's also preventing vulnerable and gullible people from losing millions of dollars to sophisticated con artists. They're the calls that sound legitimate. Including a warrant for your arrest. Scaring Australians into handing over tens of millions of dollars every year. This is a huge industry. There are call centres around the world designed to trick people out of their money. More than 100,000 scam calls were reported in 2020, stealing more than $48.2 million from unsuspecting Australians. They can actually imitate numbers, so you think you're getting a call that's originating in Australia when it's actually not, it's from the other side of the world. Now Telstra has developed software that blocks scam calls before they hit our phones. We used to block a million calls a month manually, and now that we've built this technology in-house, uh, we're able to do that automatically. Stopping around 1.5 million calls getting through every week and up to half a million calls a day when scammers are at their busiest. Telstra is refining the technology and says scammers will still fall through the cracks, recommending if you receive a suspicious call, don't engage and simply hang up. Technology won't stop these scammers entirely, so it's really important for everybody to stay vigilant. If you're worried you've been scammed, go to the Scamwatch website. Louisa Cheatley, 7 News. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yes. 
UK police have raided a makeshift nightclub in Birmingham which was packed with more than 150 people in breach of COVID rules. Officers were pelted with bottles as partygoers tried to break out of the building with some escaping via the roof. The illegal club had a DJ, a bar and a VIP area. On the same night, police found 13 people drinking at a workshop which had been turned into a bar nicknamed the COVID Arms. Jailed op Russian opposition leader Le Alexei Navalny has appeared in court charged with defamation. He's accused of defaming a war veteran who took part in a promotional video backing constitutional reforms. Navalny described the people in the video as traitors and corrupt lackeys. He's due back in court on Saturday to appeal against his imprisonment for parole violations. A SpaceX Falcon rocket has launched a new batch of satellites into orbit. The rocket, carrying 60 Starlink internet satellites, lifted off from Cape Canaveral. It's one of two planned satellite launches scheduled for this week. The rocket's first stage returned to Earth but failed to stick its landing on a floating platform at sea. The royal family is bracing for the fallout of a book released by the Duchess of Sussex's half-sister, Samantha Markle. The Diary of Princess Pushy's Sister, a memoir part one, is expected to be highly critical of Meghan for shunning her American relatives. The book's release comes as Meghan and Harry revealed they were expecting their second child. The royal couple is also scheduled to do a sit-down interview with Oprah Winfrey next month. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is rising, but the Nasdaq is losing ground. In London, London, the FTSE fell slightly and Germany's DAX lost 44 points. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei and Hong Kong's Hang Seng gained and the All Lords and the ASX 200 closed higher. On the commodities market, gold is trading at $1,795 an ounce. Oil is $60 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.54 US cents, 82 Japanese yen and close to $1.08 New Zealand. A Tamil family seeking asylum in Australia is pleading with authorities to let them return to their home in regional Queensland. The federal court has upheld its ruling that their youngest daughter, born in Australia, was denied procedural fairness in making a protection visa application. The family of four was placed in detention in 2018 and will remain on Christmas Island for now. Wild weather continues to cause havoc in the US with a deadly tornado hitting North Carolina as the winter blast sweeping across the country shows no sign of letting up. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. Americans are set to shiver through another bitterly cold day. Morning, Jody. In fact, they'll likely be shivering for much of the rest of the week, according to forecasters. Now, the latest deadly expression of this wild weather, tornadoes. One struck roughly midnight local time on the coast of North Carolina in the south of that state and tore through a, a local golfing community, killing three people, injuring another ten and uprooting at least a dozen homes, just smashing them. The tornado, it's not quite known just how it relates to uh, the cold weather pattern, but another expression of the problem that uh, the United States is now facing. Across roughly 
roughly half its population. Uh, the northeast likely to get far more severe cold weather going into the next couple of days. Another uh, cold front hitting the northwest, but it's been the south that has really felt some extraordinary uh, temperatures given they usually expect far milder conditions. The state of Texas, about four million people have been left without power across Texas. Another four million across the border in Mexico. Uh, there have been deaths, particularly from uh, people trying to warm themselves. Uh, the carbon monoxide emissions from cars left on as they tried to deal with houses in particularly low temperatures without power. Uh, forecasters, as I say, expecting the cold weather to continue for days yet um, before Americans will get beyond it. Jody. OK, Tim Lester in the US, thank you. Novak Djokovic has fought through injury to defeat Alexander Zverev in the quarterfinals. The usually calm Serbian appeared to be struggling as he trailed the German in the third set, sitting on the court and receiving a code violation for smashing his racket. Oh boy, there's a little frustration. The outburst sparked a comeback with Djokovic defeating Zverev in the fourth set. He will face Aslan Karatsev in the semi-final tomorrow. The NRL has knocked back Israel Folau's request for a face-to-face -face meeting. The controversial player is hoping to make a return to the game, but the league won't accept requests for a meeting unless a club formally tries to sign him. Meanwhile, in Townsville, players are preparing for Saturday night's All-Stars. Eel Blake Ferguson is preparing for his biggest year yet. I feel unbelievable, to be honest. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it, that's all that matters to me. I don't need to worry about what anyone else says. And what I say is that I'm going to, you know, have a good year this year. Seven Melbourne Storm players will be missing from the match due to the Melbourne lockdown. Daniel Ricciardo is channelling his inner rock god at his new Formula One team, McLaren. One of the Aussie star's first tasks was to help create a new team anthem with teammate Lando Norris. Ricciardo says he's a big chance of capturing his first world title with McLaren in the next three years. Obviously a lot of optimism and happiness. The team finished so strong last year and, and I feel that kind of momentum here. The new season begins in Bahrain at the end of next month. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough will deepen over southern WA, bringing showers and storms. Troughs over the northern tropics will trigger areas of heavy rain and storms. A high in the Tasman Sea will direct onshore winds and showers over the New South Wales and Queensland coasts and cause heat to build further in the south. Around the capitals today, a shower or two in Brisbane and in Sydney, partly cloudy, 24 the top in Canberra, sunny and 31 in Melbourne, a sunny day in Hobart as well, hot and sunny in Adelaide, heading for a top of 37 degrees, mostly sunny in Perth and showers and a likely storm in Darwin, heading for a top of 30. And that's 7 Early News for this Wednesday the 17th of February.